Welcome home. You're listening to the 180 Church Podcast with Dr. Sammy and friends. Dr. Sammy D. Kim is a Harvard-trained ethicist and co-founder of 180 Church NYC. He is a Yale Hastings Scholar at the Yale Interdisciplinary Center for Bioethics and the Hastings Center, where he explores the inequities surrounding health, immigration, and social policies, along with professional burnout. He is also a regular contributor to Christianity Today. For more information, please visit his website at samdkim.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome for another remote service for these Sabbath rest moments integrated into our church. And from our family to yours, Happy New Year. We hope wherever you might be, you're with family and loved ones, and you started the gateway to the year on a very positive and inspirational note, and we're so glad to worship together. Today, uh, before we practice the rule of life and spend a moment in silence and solitude before the Lord, I just want to uh, remind you that Dr. Steve Brown, a great friend from the president and CEO of Arrow Leadership, will be giving us uh, what has become a tradition here at 180. He starts asking reflective questions about how to start and how to not waste this whole year again, but to slow down and reflect, pensively think through what God might be saying, what God might be doing. And I know it's going to be powerful. So together, let's practice the rule of life. Let's exhale. All the automatic ruminating thoughts that might be weighing on you this season. Just bring it to the feet in the house of the Lord and let it go. And inhale the sweet presence of God, the promise that when we supplicate and give our anxieties to Him, that He will give us a transcending peace and presence. It's great to be with you, 180 Church. Thank you so much, Pastor Sam, for this invitation and opportunity. It's great to be with you on the starting line of 2023, and I'm looking uh, forward to jumping into this text with you. As you look at this new year, how are you feeling about it? Maybe you're optimistic. Sometimes when the calendar turns over, I look look ahead and see a blank canvas. It's like a reset. And I'm excited about the opportunities and possibilities and want to pursue them with vigor. Maybe you're optimistic. Maybe, though, you're cautious right now because you see chaos. You see change and challenge and complexity, not only in our world, but also maybe in your own life. And you're starting this year with some caution inside. Optimistic, cautious, Maybe you're approaching this year feeling it's already daunting. And there is difficulties in your own life, difficulties in the people's lives around you. Maybe you're feeling deflated or discouraged and the year hasn't even gotten going. Whether you're feeling optimistic, whether you're feeling cautious, or whether the prospect of a new year feels daunting to you, I want to point you to six keys for your 2023. 
and five of the six keys are based in two simple verses of Scripture. They're found in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13 and 14. 1 Corinthians 16, verses 13 and 14, we're going to find five keys I believe are going to help you whether you're trying to survive 2023 or whether you want to thrive in 2023. 1 Corinthians is a letter in the New Testament. It's written by Paul to a church that he helped to start. And 1 Corinthians chapter 16 is the very last chapter in this long letter that he's written to this church. And the letter has a number of different components to it. It starts out with concern about division, because within the church there's division, and Paul's speaking to that. There's sin within this church, and Paul's speaking to that. There's issues and questions around sexual morality, and Paul speaks to that. There's questions around how a church should function uh, in a healthy way, and Paul speaks to that. Paul lays down the cornerstone of the faith in uh, 1 Corinthians 15, which is the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. And in this final chapter, Paul is kind of giving his last summary words. And these words are incredibly important for us because that church was navigating, how do we be a healthy church in the midst of a very... Uh, diverse and, in a sense, uh, culture that's chasing after idols in which we're a minority. So that's the, the foundation for these two verses that have five keys to your 2023. So let's read these two verses together. 1 Corinthians 16, verses 13 and 14. Here they are. Be on your guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous. Be strong. Do everything in love. We're going to unpack these five keys to 2023 one at a time. The first sentence and phrase in 1 Corinthians 16, verse 13, is be on your guard. Uh, some other versions uh, translate this to be watchful or keep your eyes open. And when I read this verse, I think back to my minor hockey days, ice hockey. And I remember uh, learning early on uh, how to skate and how to stick handle the puck up the ice. And skating and stick handling at the same time is kind of two actions at once. It's complicated. And most young people, when they're starting out, keep focused on the stick and puck in front of them. They're looking down all the time. And once they master that, the ideal is they begin to look up and look around to see what's going on around them. And it's important to do that because in those early years of learning how to play ice hockey, uh, there's no body contact. But that's introduced around 13, 14 years old in most leagues, and if the player is still looking down all the time, looking at their skates and looking at the stick in front of them, they miss what's going on around them on the ice. They miss the opportunities and the possibilities and who they can pass the puck to. And they also miss the potential of running into a big defenseman who's maybe spurted faster in puberty than they have 
And that big defenseman is looking at this player who's maybe smaller, looking at their feet, not looking what's coming at them. And then with that body contact rule, there's a body check there that the player didn't even see coming. And they can be flat on their back and the puck goes off to the sides. Well, in Bible times, cities were protected usually by a wall. And that wall was guarded uh, with guards on top who would be watchmen. And the job of a watchman was to be looking around outside the city to see what's going on, to see when there might be good news that's approaching the city, and to also see when there might be bad news approaching the city. Maybe there's another army or some raiders that are approaching the city, some dangers that are approaching the city. And the job of the watchman is to alert the city so they can be prepared for what's coming at them, whether it's good or whether it's bad. And the watchman is to be vigilant in looking, to stay awake, to be alert. And when you apply, whether it's ice hockey or this idea of the watchman on the city wall to you and me in 2023, we need to stay on our guard. We need to be spiritually awake. We need to be watching what's going on around us. And with a positive lens on things, we need to be watching for what God might be doing and asking our, ourselves the question, what is God doing right now? Where is he at work? And how should I be joining him in his work? And we need to be attentive to ask that question, to look around, to see what's around us. We also need to be on our guard and to be watching for the negative side, the dangerous side. And that can actually start happening inside of us. And we can have perhaps thoughts in our head that are negative, even toxic, that if we let those stay in our heads, those negative thoughts, those toxic thoughts take root and then take ownership. And what goes on in our head impacts the rest of who we are and how we act. We need to be attentive to what's going on inside of us and what's going on inside of our heads. Our thoughts impact how we live and how we function every day. And if we let things that are negative, uh, things that aren't good, aren't right, aren't truthful, reside in our head and grow in our head, that will take us to a bad place. And if that's the case, we need to, as 2 Corinthians 10, 5 says, take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. So we're not only watching what God might be doing around us so we join him, we're paying attention to what's going on inside us, and we also need to be on our guard to what the evil one might be doing. We're not to be paranoid of the evil one, but we are to be alert and to be aware because the evil one is looking for places to divide, to destroy, to get a foothold, to, to start a lie or a mistruth, to uh, be a, a, a prowling lion, looking for someone to devour. That's from 1 Peter 5 verse eight. So the evil one is also at work and we're to resist the evil one but we can't resist until we're aware of what the evil one might be doing. So we're being vigilant. We're being watchful, spiritually awake. We're putting on the armor of God. 
Ephesians 6 talks about putting on the armor of God, recognizing there's a spiritual battle and that God's given us armor to put on. That's one of the ways that I start my day every day is by praying on the armor of God. Uh, I pray on the helmet of salvation and the breastplate of righteousness. I buckle on the belt of truth, take up the shield of faith to uh, guard me from the fiery darts of the evil one and take up the sword of the spirit, which is God's word. And I ask God to help me to share the gospel of peace as I come and go with my feet. So this first key to 2023 is to be on your guard, to be awake, to be alert, to be vigilant, to what God might be doing, to what's going on inside us, and to the evil one working around us. The second key to 2023 is to stand firm in the faith. Whatever's going on for you, stand firm in the faith. Whether you are on your own, stand firm in the faith. Whether you're in the midst of disappointment, stand firm in the faith. Whether you're in disillusionment, stand firm in the faith. Whether you're in prosperity or abundance, stand firm in the faith. Whether you're the only Jesus follower at home or at school or at work, stand firm in the faith. In 2 Samuel, there's a description of David's mighty warriors, uh, David's 30 mighty men. And one of those mighty men is named Shammah. And it says in 2 Samuel uh, 23, verse 11, talking about Shammah, when the Philistines banded together at a place there was a field full of lentils, Israel's troops fled from them. Everybody took off, except for Shammah. Shammah took his stand in the middle of the field. He defended it, and he struck the Philistines down, and the Lord brought about a great victory. Even on his own, when everyone else had left, Shammah was standing firm. And as you think about standing firm in the faith, remember it's not just about you standing firm, it's you standing firm in the faith. In your faith of who God is, A.W. Tozer says the most important thing about us is what comes into our minds when we think about God. And we need to have a bigger, fuller, clearer vision of who God is that we can have faith in who he is. One of the things that I've been doing over the last year is seeking to remind myself of a characteristic or attribute of God for each letter of the alphabet and to learn those attributes and to keep repeating them and in a sense praying them that I would be standing firm in the faith of who God is. So I'm remembering that God is my advocate, that he's Abba Father, that he's almighty, that he's the bread of life where my sustenance comes from, that he's my counselor, that he's compassionate, that he's my comforter, that he's my defender, that he's from everlasting to everlasting, that he's my fortress, that he's good, that he's my guide, that he's my helper. And the list can go on through the alphabet. But I'm trying to train myself and remember and pray with my faith in who God is. The second part of standing firm in the faith is standing firm in the faith of what God has done. And 1 Corinthians 15, Paul argues strongly and unreservedly of what God has done by overcoming and paying the debt for sin and overcoming the grave. 
Uh, Paul writes in verse 57 of chapter 15 that God gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have faith in what God has done, and we also have faith in what God promises for the future. 1 Peter 1 says that we have a living hope, an inheritance that will not perish, spoil, or fade, kept in heaven for us. Those are promises about the future. Jesus is coming back. All the things that are messed up and mixed up are going to be transformed and changed into God's ways. So as you stand firm in the faith, may your faith in God and who he is grow. May your faith in what God has done grow. And may your faith in God's promises grow. The third key for 2023 follows after beyond your guard, stand firm in the faith. It's to be courageous. And we're gonna start this key with a video clip from Charlotte's Web. How can he be in every cornfield? It can't be the same guy. It can't be. He's wearing the same hat. I'm telling you, he is following us. I hate that guy. <laughs> I have got to get some guard, Owen. All right, all right, all right. This is crazy. There's two of us, right? Uh, oh. Trust me, there's two of us. And there's only one of him. I, I don't know, man. He scares me. He really does. Just think about that corn. Yeah. Corn. The corn. Corn. All right, let's, let's do it. it! Let's do it! Ah! Go! Man, he is good. I bet he's laughing at us. Don't look at him. Don't even give him the satisfaction. Just think about something else. The scarecrows that scared off the crows are not just real for those crows, but they're real for us as well. All of us can be overwhelmed by giants or scarecrows that we face. Maybe it's a person that stirs fear in us. Maybe it's a situation. Maybe it's um, something we, we know we should do, whether it's to take a risk, whether it's to speak up or stand up or to listen and ask for help. All of us can have scarecrows that, in a sense, undermine, deflate our courage. Courage isn't the absence of fear. Courage is pressing on in the midst of fear. And my definition of spiritual courage is choosing to follow Jesus even when your knees are knocking. Choosing to follow Jesus even when your knees are knocking. As you choose to follow Jesus, I want to give you some tools that might help you with courage in the year ahead. The first one is a prayer from my friend Mark Buchanan. And the prayer is this, fear of blank, leave me, peace of God, fill me. Fear of blank, fill in the blank, leave me, peace of God, fill me. That prayer can help you get rid of the fear and focus on God and his peace with you. Second tool would be to remember. Remember God's faithfulness in scripture, in your own life. Can you think back even this last year how God was faithful in his provision or in his promises or in his protection or in his presence? 
It's not that God's going to act the same way in different circumstances all the time, but God is always the same. And if we can remember his faithfulness from the past, it can fuel us with courage for the future. The third tool is community. And having community, uh, people around us, where we break the power of our fears and we bring other people into our fears. And leaning into a brother or a sister or a friend in Christ to share and to give us courage. The fourth tool is choosing to trust. Choosing to trust God even though your knees are knocking. David, King David in Psalm 56 verse three says this, when I am afraid, I choose to put my trust in you. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. Notice that David didn't say if, but he said when I'm afraid. And there's this act of God, I choose to trust you with, and then fill in the blank. Maybe it's a person, maybe it's a situation, maybe it's a relationship, maybe it's your health. God, I choose to trust you with blank. Giving God, the one who's able, your burden. Courage is incredibly important, and not only having courage for ourselves, but being a courage giver to others. Everyone I talk to needs courage in some area of their life. Maybe your 2023 focus needs to be being a courage giver to the people around you. The fourth key from this passage for your 2023 is to be strong. And to be strong sounds like you should be able to pull up your socks, uh, dig deep, uh, find your reserve um, to overcome, to press on, to press through. Um, after all, you can hear from a lot of different places that you've got it in you. Uh, you're enough. And I want to pause you there because I've recognized that on my own, I'm not enough. On my own, I'm not enough to stand before a holy God. On my own, I'm not enough to stand against uh, the evil one. On my own, I'm not enough to press through some of the gigantic challenges that have been and might be before me. The good news about walking with Jesus and following Jesus is that the be strong isn't something that you do on your own. The be strong is... God with you and God in you. Let's take a look at Peter for a moment. Remember when Peter denied and disowned Jesus right before Jesus' crucifixion? Uh, Peter did that without people of power around him. It was just people standing around and they asked him, don't you belong with this Jesus guy? And Peter three times denied even knowing him. But you see a little bit later, in Acts chapter 4, you see a very different Peter. You see a strong Peter. And what's happened is Peter has healed a lame man, and everyone's seen it. And the religious powers are wanting to shut down Peter from talking about this because they don't want more people to follow after Jesus. So they put Peter in jail, and they bring him before the powers that be, because of course, Peter's going to buckle, right? He's gonna say he'll be quiet, he won't talk anymore, he's gonna do what he did before, but he doesn't. It says, Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, 
rulers and elders of the people, if we're being called to account today for an act of kindness shown to a man who was lame and are being asked how he was healed, then know this. You and all the people know this. It's by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, uh, whom you've crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. A very different response. And Peter doubles down and he says, salvation is found in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven except for Jesus given to mankind by which we must be saved. And this new Peter blew the minds of the religious leaders. And here's what they said. When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished and they took note. What did they take note of? They took note that these men had been with Jesus. So there are two things that transformed Peter from being somebody who buckled to be somebody who was strong. First, he was filled by the Holy Spirit, God's life in him, working through him, an inexhaustible power of God inside Peter, making him bold. One of the prayers I pray every morning is, God, I don't have what it takes to navigate this day with strength. You are my strength. You are the source of strength in my life. Would you fill me by your spirit? Live your life in and through me and produce fruit in me that would bring glory to you and that would bless others and that would bless me. The Holy Spirit in us gives us strength. And I wanna share one more verse with you about being with Jesus. Psalm 16 verse eight is one of my favorites. Here's what it says. I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Where are your eyes focused? Your eyes need to be focused on Jesus, on the Lord who is at your right hand. He is with you. The fifth key for your 2023, the last phrase, last sentence in this passage is do everything in love. Do everything in love. So stand on your guard in love. Stand firm in the faith in love. Be courageous in love. Be strong in love. Do everything in love. And our example of love, of course, is Jesus, who demonstrated love in radical ways, uh, through servanthood, through sacrifice, through suffering. And we're to follow after Jesus' example. We're to love one another as he has loved us. So everything we do, we're to do in love. It is the sentence that holds together these verses, that holds together actually the outflow of our faith. So as you look at your family, your workmates, your schoolmates, your neighbors, your community, the least, the last, the lost, the broken people around you, do everything in love. May your words be in love. May your social posts be in love. May your actions be in love. I have a mentor, had a mentor, Evan, Evan Headley, who lived to over 100 years old, and I would often call him for advice. 
And I remember calling him at one point and asking him what he'd do different in his life. And at 100, still sharp as a tack, he said, that's easy. I'd love people more. We need to be known, church, brothers and sisters, for our love. Our love for God, our love for one another, and a love for the people around us. We need to do everything in love. I started with the focus on six keys for your 2023. And in this passage, 1 Corinthians 16, we've identified five of them. To be on your guard, to stand firm in the faith, to be courageous, to be strong, to do everything in love. Is there one of those that you need to hang on to, to hold on to, to focus in on as this year begins? I pray that there is, that God would bring to mind one, at least one of these uh, phrases in these two verses that you need to hold on to and focus on to. But I want to leave you with the sixth key for your 2023. And I share this poem at this time of year regularly. It's a poem that's from Minnie Haskins. It called, it's called God Knows. And Minnie Haskins' poem, God Knows, was made famous by a young, the story goes, a young Princess Elizabeth. Princess Elizabeth who was a teenager, I believe, back in 1939, gave to her father, King George, this poem because she thought it was significant and would help him as he addressed at Christmas the Commonwealth countries who in 1939 were on the precipice of what would become World War II. And he wanted to give hope and help to his people. And this poem does that, not only back then, but for 2023. Here's what this poem is called. And I said to the man who stood at the gate of the year, give me a light that I may tread safely into the unknown. And the man at the gate replied, go out into the darkness and put your hand into the hand of God. That shall be to you better than light and safer than a known way. The poem finishes, so I went forth and finding the hand of God trod gladly into the night. This poem is a reminder that the safest way to journey into the unknown is with your hand in God's hand. And this sixth key of 2023 is really the foundational key is to put your hand into the hand of God. Because whether you're feeling optimistic or cautious or overwhelmed and daunted by the year ahead that's just started, walking with the hand of God in your hand is a game changer, is a difference maker. And you can do that today. Isaiah 41, 13 says the same words of the poem in a different way. The passage reads this, For I am the Lord your God, who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear, I will help you. I encourage you, foundational to 2023 is to put your hand into the hand of God. The God who says, do not fear, I will help you. The God who desires to walk with you every step of whatever unfolds in the year ahead. Let me pray. Lord, I do thank you 
for this opportunity to be at the starting line together of 2023, a new year. And Lord, I pray for my brothers and sisters that they would be on their guard, that they would stand firm in the faith, that they would be courageous, that they would be strong, that they do everything in love and that they would walk every moment of this year with their hand in yours. Bless them and protect them, I pray in Christ's name, amen. Welcome back, guys. What a powerful message uh, from Dr. C. Brown. Steve really uh, helps us slow down and ask pensive questions that we really need to reflect on. It's paramount that we slow down or will repeat the same things over and over again. Uh, Robert Frost once said that the only way out is through. Today, think through the past and think through what God might be saying in this message to you. Think through, and sometimes thinking through and going through might be a little bit scary and makes us anxious. But the Bible promises us that when we think through with Him and supplicate our anxieties to Him and cast our cares upon Him, He will be there walking us, holding our hand, and helping us through. So right now, would you lift your hands with me, slow down, and reflect as we sing and make this our prayer. Come out of sadness from wherever you've been. Come brokenhearted, let rescue begin. Come find your mercy, oh sinner, commune. Earth has no sorrow that heaven can heal. Earth has no sorrow that heaven can heal. Lay down your burdens. Lay down your burdens. Lay down your
May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forevermore. All God's people pray. Amen. God bless you. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Happy New Year! Can you believe it? 2020-22 is over! Thank you for joining us for the first 180 service of 2023. My name's Anmin Lee. I'm a member at 180 Church. And here is today's community news. So if you're a member here at 180 Church, we encourage you to keep God in the center of your finances. Admission's free, but mission isn't. We gotta pay for these lights somehow. And luckily for us, we can give conveniently through apps like Venmo, PayPal, and QuickPay. New to faith? exploring and seeking God? Check out a small group to help you in your journey. Small groups are a place to connect with others and go deeper into the message. Different groups meet throughout the week at 7.30 p.m. For more information to get plugged in, check out our website at 180 Church on TV or scan the QR code. Visit us at the AMC Movie Theater on 19th Street and Broadway. We'll resume in-person service again after the new year on January 8th. But don't worry if you can't make it. You can always tune in live on YouTube at 12.10 p.m. We have plenty of resources. If there was a highlight or a message that resonated with you on our various social media platforms, please remember to like, share, and subscribe. But if you prefer to share the gospel through Goodreads, why not purchase a book from our suggested devotionals? Are you feeling burdened and in need of prayer? Take a minute to pause and pray. If you need a little extra help, you can always send an email to prayer at 180church.tv. And that's it for today's service. Thanks so much for tuning in. Join us next week as we'll be back in the theater meeting in person. I want to wish everyone many blessings for 2023, the year of the rabbit, and for all the exciting opportunities up ahead. As C.S. Lewis said, there are far, far better things than any we leave behind. Happy New Year, everyone.